Hey everyone, welcome to the Withering Effect episode 90. Today's date is April 11, 2021, and I am Duds or Duds Versus, known to the rest of the interwebs. And I am Jimbo, you may know me as Jimbo Slice 23. So what have you been up to this week, Duds? Not a lot of Minecraft. <laughs> no. No, basically last week we did the Easter egg hunt, and as I was going back and looking at the footage, I realized the way I shot the footage was just absolute garbage. Like, it wasn't a fun watch. It was pretty boring. It was just me looking at your clue, and then cut to me looking at the next clue, cut to me looking at the next clue, mm. cut to me, because you had 12 clues. Yeah. It was quite literally almost 12 minutes of me reading books. Yeah, reading books. And it was so boring, and I was just like, ugh. And <laughs> none of the clues, like, really stumped me, stumped me. The hardest one being obviously the last one. And it's not so much that the clue was hard, it was navigating the base was hard. Yeah, that was the plan. And I likely stumbled upon it within 10, 15 minutes of being there. And that's quick. Most people spent like 45 minutes looking around that mansion. Yeah, I think I was telling you about winter had gotten super far ahead of me because I had stopped in the middle of doing it to watch a hockey game. And then when I came back, I knew Winter was on the last clue, and then by the time I got to the last clue, he was still there looking. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. And luckily, I found it. He actually needed a hint to find it, so you found it before him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was pretty quick. And I gave him a hint, and I, I'm pretty sure Winter found it again. I haven't watched his latest episode yet. Yep, he made it. But after the absolute travesty that was my footage, it basically killed creativity for this episode. Because I was really hoping a lot of it would be based around the Easter egg hunt. And then I was just like, this isn't stuff I would want to watch. Like, if somebody put this on screen for me to watch, I would immediately fast forward through all of it. There's no point in doing that. Yeah. I sat there, I was like, well, what else can I do for this episode? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. So my new, or not new, but my way of thinking about this for the past year or so is, you have nothing creative to put on screen. Don't do anything. Yeah. It, it's not like this is a full-time job where I have to pump out episodes all the time. This is my hobby as fun. And if I'm forcing creativity and not having fun, it's not worth it. So I took the week off, just kind of chilled and relaxed and uh, worked on other things, but nothing nothing to do with the game. I, I've got fancy light bulbs in my office now that I can change the color of Ooh. from my phone, which is really cool. It's always fun. Doing stupid stuff like that, but no Minecraft. Though I did get back on yesterday because we had the Ripple stream day. Right. Played a good bit then. So I'm actually about halfway through an episode now just based off of the stuff I did yesterday. Yeah, sometimes you need that break, you know, just to yeah. cool off, you know, let, let your creative juices come back. And I've been there. I've had an episode to where I'm like, man, this is so, you know, lackluster to where you think, where do I spice this up? How do I spice this up a little bit to make it a little bit more entertaining? And to help with that is a break. Mm -hmm. You're back on now. I saw you did uh, some of your nether tunnel. It's looking good. The nether tunnel is really the only thing that's in my head right now. Mm -hmm. And that's because I've already figured out what it's going to look like. I just need to do it. Plus, it actually is a really good stream day project to work on. I still don't know. So basically, when you get to the end of my tunnel, I've got three portals, well, four portals, actually, going to different parts of my base. <laughs> so basically, I need a little hub at the end, and I have no clue what that hub's going to look like. Mm. 
it's going to be kind of weird, but. I told you, giant pirate ship. It'd be a big project connecting like all your portals. That'd be pretty nuts. It'd be like a base, pretty much. You'd have to build another base. So maybe not. I was going to say, don't forget, the flower farm portal is like 100 blocks away. Yeah, maybe not that. To try to encompass that. I guess that could be the walking the plank part of the ship. The big long plank. Yeah, really the big one. <laughs> no, but yeah, the nether tunnel. Matter of fact, I'll probably work on the nether tunnel some more today if I've got time. I've got a bunch of stuff around the house. I've got to knock out. Yeah. But what about you? What have you been up to this week? Well, I finally finished my fourth tower. It's the very last one. I got it up. Again, you know, they're not all detailed. I do want to put a little bit more into it to make it look a little bit better. They're kind of plain. I do fade the textures in, but I want to add a little bit more to it. The stream day, you mentioned, I was able to finish the rest of the tower along the walls, along my paths, mm -hmm. and all my walls are up. So happy about that. I don't have to mess around with that. That was the most grindy process. Yeah. I was getting all this stuff down. I do have a lot of glass to place now. Yeah, I mean, if you come to my base, be aware. There's going to be glass. You might hit, you might hit some lag, but... Mm -hmm. On my end, everything's smooth. It's um, everything's running good. So you know, until then, I'm gonna stick with my plans. But uh, yeah, we we had a fun stream day. I was able to finish up on that, and uh, I made another shop. Obni actually opened up his mall, and he had these areas to put shops. Mm -hmm. And I already built two shops already. I built a shulker box shop and a rocket shop. Mm -hmm. Those took a those took time to you know, think up of and creative and go ahead and throw them up. And I didn't want to do that. Didn't want to put up another shop. So I rented out, or not rented out, I bought a place in the mall and put a small little shop to where I can sell Elytra. Mm -hmm. Seems like a lot of people are short on Elytra right now. And I went out to the end and I found 14 Elytra, actually 15. I found 14 to sell, but then I was like, man, I want to put Elytra up, one Elytra to show my sign yeah, for the wings and things place. So I went out and I grabbed one more. It actually was like pretty close. I was like, oh my God, how did I pass this one up? But yeah, I ended up making a lighter shop. Haven't checked the if I made any diamonds yet. It is a little pricey because I know people need them. Mm -hmm. While going end rating and stuff, I ended up coming across a lot of diamond gear and a lot of tools. So... You buy an elytra, you get two of those free. So I called it wings and things. You get an elytra, you get two things. So it was a pretty cool idea. It was a lot of fun to work with. And uh, got some collab with Obni for the mall. A lot of fun. But I've been on the server a good bit while you've been off. <laughs> yeah, we're never on at the same time, are we? Yeah, it's usually vice versa. One of us is on a break usually. Yeah. <laughs> or taking a little time. Mm -hmm. That's it for this week. I do have uh, eye surgery tomorrow morning oh yeah to get i do have a cataract yeah i gotta gotta get another surgery but hopefully won't have to mess with that for a while yeah good luck thank you no um, i know how much those suck yeah i hated getting anything done with my eyes oh yeah probably the one thing that i've had messed with on my body more than anything else is my eyes yeah they ask you before the surgery you know do you want sedated do you want to put to sleep I said heck yeah what? Yeah. Like, who who has eye surgery while they're awake? I would never. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I, I've done it three times already, and I've been fine. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I haven't, usually some people would get sick afterwards or whatever, but yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, no, I know the feeling of getting sick. I've got a condition literally called iritis, mm-hmm. not E-Y-E-ritis, just the letter I-ritis. Anyone can kind of look it up. Basically, anytime I have any trauma next to my eye, it turns into what looks like pink eye. It just gets really red and swollen, but it, what it is is light just absolutely kills me. Oh. So, like, I become a vampire. You put me in the dark. Every uh, curtain I have in any room I chill in has these blackout curtains. So, if I ever get iritis again, I can just make the room completely black. Yeah. I got that. And one of the treatments was this sponge-looking thing about the size of a quarter that they would put medication on, and they would put it, like, on your eye, and then they would run electricity through it to see if that worked. And that was one that uh, just made me sick to my stomach and actually made it worse than better. Oh, no. That sounds terrible. (laughs) It was (laughs) terrible because they're like, well, it's just the first treatment. We obviously need to do this a couple more times. And on the third treatment in the middle of the treatment, because you had to have that thing on your eye for an hour. Wow. The third treatment, about 20 minutes in, the pain just became so unbearable. I was like, get this stupid thing off my eye and give me my original medication. I don't care that this is supposed to work faster because it's obviously not. Yeah, like, what up with the eye drops? You know, can I put a few eye drops in or something? But yeah, no, the the eye drops I had to take now, I mean, it took close to three or four months to fix my eye with normal eye drops. So that's why they were trying this new process. Uh, It's like, no, forget that. Just give me the way that I know works. Yeah. I'm used to it. Yeah, if it works. I know your eye problems, even though your eye problems way worse than mine. Yeah but I know how much it sucks to not have an eye for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, I'm growing used to it. Yeah. Kind of don't notice it as much. But shall we move on to the news? Because we have a little bit of a snapshot. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so Mojang came back from Easter break to give us 21W14A, and the new features added were raw copper, raw iron, and raw gold items. Also, tough blobs will now be found between heights of 0 to 16. Obviously, they're just kind of smoothing out the uh, spawning of the new blocks and stuff. They don't want a hard line. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. We'll talk about the uh, smeltable ores here in a second, or raw ores, I should say. What about changes? One change. Fully oxidized copper can now be waxed. So with the lightning striking, cleaning copper, Mm -hmm. they used to not be able to wax fully oxidized because why would you want to wax it? Yeah. Except for now when the lightning cleans the fully oxidized version. So now you can wax the fully oxidized and that'll keep lightning from cleaning it. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So these smeltable ore drops, I'm going to have some back and forth on this. Okay. I'm going to save one of the little lines they've written, mm-hmm. and we'll go over that one last. But it says, ores are now smeltable, or ores that are smeltable now drop raw item forms of ore instead of the ore block, and these can be smelted just like before. Completely fine with this. Mm-hmm. This makes complete sense, especially when you find out that it's a way to allow fortune to work on them. So before, you couldn't fortune iron. No. You couldn't fortune gold unless it was in the nether. 
Yeah, regardless if it had fortune or silk touch, it's going to drop the block. Right. Now we have copper, so it drops its ore form. So the ability to put fortune three on this really makes a lot of sense. And I, I like this idea. And the fact that if you still silk touch the block, you get the block. You don't get the raw ore. Yeah, you can still use that block. It's not gone now that this is changed, which is nice. The part I have a problem with is they're saying that this is to prevent cluttering in the inventory. What? And I went, no, it doesn't. Add another item. Yeah. Now you're fortuning ores, which means you're going to get more than the one block of ore every time you fortune one, which means one stack of ore blocks now turns into almost two stacks of raw ore. So now I'm taking up two spaces for one. Right. That doesn't fix clutter. <laughs> yeah, that's... Is that what they said? <laughs> that's what it said. Yeah, that's not... Word for word. See, I'm okay. I'm okay with the change, but I felt like... I don't know about copper, but gold and iron aren't that hard to get. You know, on day one, you haven't... You can mine enough iron to where you can have enough iron gear, enough iron tools. I mean, and you, you're going to eventually build an iron farm. At least I would. Mm-hmm. and not mine for iron to get that resource. But I don't know. I don't see it a necessary change as a necessary change. I I, I like the idea, mm. but I'm not, I don't know. I kind of got mixed feelings about it because I thought it was fine the way it was. I don't know. We'll see. I'm kind of in the same boat as you. I 100% am all for this change just because it now allows fortune yeah. on stuff. And there are some people who don't like to build farms, who like to get all the materials from mining. Mm-hmm fortuning these items really does help those people out and i'm 100 percent on board for that to me the only problem was them saying well this is to help fix inventory it's like no it's not i don't know why we're getting these things that are supposed to help fix inventory that don't fix inventory yeah i didn't know they said that that's not sorry it's like no i'm 100 percent on board for this change this change makes sense i love it but don't say it's to fix inventory because it's not yeah i always i did find it weird that you wouldn't get the raw iron you can get the raw item of anything you mind mm-hmm. except for iron and gold mm-hmm. those are the only two that i knew of i think copper was like that of course you know that's why those three are changed but yeah it, it does make sense to do it that way yeah it makes it makes these ores way more abundant you know you're definitely going to get more unless they you know downsize these blobs which we know they did that with gold that's the only thing i can think one diamond or uh, diamond, that's what I meant. Yeah, the blobs are a lot smaller. There might be something I'm just overlooking that this does fix some inventory stuff. I don't see it. <laughs> yeah, I think you're spot on with the inventory thing. If I would saw that earlier, I would have been in the same situation. Like, what are they? They must have made a mistake there. Yeah, and again, I'm not dissing this change. I am 100% for this change. This change makes complete sense on every level. It's just this little note attached to it. Because, I mean, everyone knows I, I'll rage at some bundle talk. Because I don't think bundles do what they say it does. And then now we have this that's supposed to fix inventory. It's like, but it doesn't. Because now I'm going to wait to fortune those kinds of ores till I get some kind of fortune on a pick. And now I'm getting more than I would be the other way. I do want to put out there, the raw ore does smelt into an ingot. Yeah. It doesn't smelt into a nugget. One per ingot. Yeah, it's not like you need more raw ore to make the same amount of nuggets, so that's really good. It's still a one-to-one 
variation, except for, I think, gold in the nether, which still drops nuggets. Yes, pretty sure that's a thing. Mm -hmm. What was I going to say? The ores, because you have this new update, you know, you have these large caves, and I feel like they're trying to get you down there to explore a little bit more. Mm -hmm. If they're going to give you more items per ore, wouldn't give you much reason to do more mining. You know, you probably do less mining because you're getting more. Right. But like I said, the diamonds in that case, you're not getting anything extra there. You're getting the same drop rate. Yeah. I've offered many ways to fix inventory. Last week, I think we tried to talk about a backpack mod or data pack for 117. And I had a lot of troubles getting it working beforehand. And I spent a lot of time yesterday, again, trying to get it to work. So we could talk about this more in depth because the video that showed looks really good and if it did what this person says it does it would be awesome but i can't get this mod or a data pack to work and i'm following the instructions as closely to what they're saying as possible the problem is i feel a lot of data pack and modders know this stuff by like the back of their hand mm -hmm. and they just assume here's the file you know what to do with it and it's like yeah maybe yeah, that's what I thought too, but it turns out I need to only use snapshot something something and I have to create a new world with this world type to get this to work. What? Why? Why doesn't it work in any other snapshot? Why does it not work in any other world type? It's a backpack. Right. Yeah, disappointing it couldn't work. It was a really good idea. And the video made it look amazing. I'm just like, there's the inventory fix right there, right there, right there. That that's all you that's all you need, and of course, then it doesn't work. So I'm just like, wah wah wah. Yeah, some might speculate that this was an April Fool's thing, just because <laughs> of that. But I think it was released. It was released months ago. Yeah, but that's kind of it for the news. I went through a lot of the bug fixes, and I didn't see any that stuck out in my head. Short snapshot. Mojang was on Easter break, so not a lot going on, which is fine. We got something. Yeah, something a little different. We didn't see coming. Yeah, I'm all for this raw ore thing. I actually like this. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Anyways, we have listener comment. This listener comment got bypassed for weeks now, and I think we just got so wrapped up with having guests on and snapshots, we just missed it. Yeah, I think it was during the guest. And I'm sorry, because I'm going to butcher your name, so you're in the Discord. Let us know how to say it right, and we'll make sure to fix it next episode. But Tarkio? T-A-R-K-I-O? Yeah, Tarkio. That's how I'd pronounce it. <laughs> Let's go with... They ask, what enchantments do you like best on different armors and weapons? There's actually multiple questions in here, and a lot of the questions were uh, quick, easy, but fun little things. Mm -hmm. So we'll start with the enchantments you like best on different armor and weapons. Is there like just a random specific enchantment? You're like, I, I need to have it on this piece of armor at all times, even though most people don't use it. Uh, not that most people don't use it, but I always go infinity, never mending. Mm -hmm. I know we had that debate on it mm -hmm. on a uh, an episode. I always put uh, sharpness on my sword. Some might argue that smite is better for your sword. I put smite on my axe. I always go smite on my axe, sharpness on my sword. You know, that's for the undead mobs and the other mobs, I guess. But um, yeah, I always want to have one of each. And uh, pretty much I, I just try to max out as many enchantments as I can. You know, if it can fit on there, I'm going to put it on there. Mm -hmm. Though thorns, I kind of go without thorns. Same. You know, I it could damage could damage your your armor. Plus, it does hurt the mob. Sometimes you don't want the mob hurt, and uh, mm -hmm. 
that could be devastating if you're trying to catch a zombie for your iron farm and you kill it by not even touching it. <laughs> I've killed many witches that way. Yeah. Trying to lure witches into certain areas and they throw a potion and it ends up killing them. Right. Yeah, that too. I, I'm, for the most part, in the same boat. I really don't care much about infinity or mending. It is what it is. Arrows aren't hard to get. And at the same time, I've not repaired my bow once this season. And we're seven months in. Mm -hmm. Some have to have enchantments are my sword has to have knockback on it. Yeah. And that's because if I'm in a close range fight, usually with a creeper or something, I, <laughs> I like to whack it and it kind of throws the mobs, especially if you have sweeping edge on. You hit them and it kind of throws the mobs off, off of you. So you have time to either bring your shield up for the next shot or get in position to make another attack. So I'm all for knockback on a sword. Yes. I kind of waver between having flame on a bow and not having flame on a bow. Sometimes it's useful. Sometimes it's a bit annoying. Mm -hmm. I'd rather have flame on the bow than fire aspect on my sword. Oh, yeah. Do not put fire aspect on a sword. You're just asking for somebody to walk up and light you on fire. <laughs> and yeah, I don't do thorns. I'm not a fan of thorns. Mm -hmm. And I don't do soul speed. I only put soul speed on my nether gold boots. And I, I hardly wear them anymore now that I have elytra. Mm -hmm. I can easily get away from nether mobs. But yeah, that's the only time I'd use those. I don't put them on my overworld armor. Yeah, I always have the gold boots on just because I constantly forget about piglins. <laughs> Same here. And I, I get murdered really easily. Mm -hmm. To me, soul speed's awesome. If you have planned paths of moving with souls, uh, soul soil and stuff. Yeah. And there's not a lot of bases that have that. Heck, the, the main nether tunnel we live in is a glass floor. It's so much easier just to fly down it than it would be to walk down it. Mm -hmm. I agree. So, yeah, I don't do soul speed. I don't go exploring the nether much. I go in, get what I need, and get out. Yeah. Uh, next question, what are your favorite go-to build palettes? Um, me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of, I really like the Dark Prismarine block, mm -hmm. the Blackstone. Ooh, I was going to go Dark Prismarine Warped Wood. Yeah, those look really good together. Mm -hmm. I don't have like a, a set, set in stone block palette, mm -hmm. but I do, you know, I, I make sure I have usually black and white with some kind of color variation to go with it mm -hmm. that's pretty much where i start with yeah uh, another favorite one of mine is gray concrete the dark gray not the light gray smooth quartz and uh red nether brick and andesite that's not polished yeah that's another one of my favorite palettes that works really good together yeah red nether brick is never really never really brought up mm -mm. it's not easy you can't really auto farm the the warts Exactly. Most people don't use it for that sense, but it is a nice block. We need farming piglins that would farm nether wart for us. Ooh. That would be cool. Piglin farmers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're on to something there. I like that. Uh, next question is, if you could move one biome-specific item slash mob and move it to a different biome, what would it be? Such as adding bamboo to planes, etc. Hmm. Uh, do you want to go first? I might need a second. Honestly, I was thinking about this kind of hard last night, and I didn't have anything that really popped out in my head. I like the idea of uh, mushroom cows maybe randomly wandering off into different areas. 
um, to kind of let you know, like, had this fungi cow get everywhere. Yeah. I'd like to see the coral from Warm Oceans kind of expand a little bit more, or at least have Warm Oceans as a more common ocean biome, since living in that uh, area this season, I love it. Yeah. All the other ocean stuff <laughs> seems kind of dull without it. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if anything, I would try to move something to the end, maybe. They did have phantoms in the end. Mm-hmm. Definitely dangerous to think about. A flying mob, though. I guess I would have to make up a new mob for in that case, but... I've got it. Let's move all of the bats to the void. There you go. Done. Or the bees. <laughs> Not the bees. Put the bees. Put the bees in the void. Bees are useful still. Eh, they're useful for me to... <laughs> no. To, yeah. <laughs> for me to put in the void. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like the new skulk. Mm-hmm. They brought in there. I think it would look good in the end. Yeah, you mentioned that last night. Yeah, I was bringing. We do have an end topic coming up, but mm-hmm. maybe something like that. All right, real quick before we move on, what decorating tricks do you use that might be underappreciated? Oh, you know, I don't decorate. That's <laughs> one of my yeah, one of my bad suits. I do like uh, using. I actually saw it from your videos. The what is it? The composter, full composters for plants mm-hmm. in decorating. I do like that idea, and I'm going to try to use that a little bit more. My base is more of a modern, exotic build to where uh, you can't really homely decorate it, so I'm not too experienced with all that, and uh, hope hopefully I can work on it. The only thing I can really say is don't underestimate the power of putting an ugly block behind a half slab or a sideways stair. Oh. So like glazed terracotta that's half covered by a stair or not half covered, but three quarters covered by a stair or half covered by a slab can actually look really good if done right. Mm. Because then it's just being a bright, vibrant color behind a thing. Or if you're using like smooth quartz slabs, you could use a kelp block behind it because it's a darker color and a contrasting lighter color above it. Yeah. Don't underestimate the ugly blocks. They do come in handy every once in a while. And obviously don't underestimate depth. Mm -hmm. Depth is needed in everything. That's what makes it look good. Yeah, I was going to say that. I I do try to use depth when I decorate or build. Yeah, but uh, thank you again for that comment. Yeah. I I won't butcher your name again, but that comment was from our Discord. And our Discord is the only place you can talk to everyone who works on the show easily. Just tank. Just tank. Just tank. (laughs) Just take links word for it hello there miners and crafters this is link come and join me on the withering effect discord it's a great place to hang out with the people that work on the show and other fellow listeners like yourselves the link is in the show notes join today and let's discuss the game we love Thank you for the Discord ad link. And speaking of the Discord, it's the only place you can get involved in our Mending Minecraft vote. This week, we asked you to choose between one of three biomes for us to discuss and improve. Your choices were a warped forest, a warm ocean, and the end main island. And the winner of Mending Minecraft this week is... The end main island. Mm Mm-hmm. 
By a long shot. Not even close. Not even close. I kind of seen it coming, but not like this. Yeah. The end main island it had 50 votes. And I think that's the most that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Warp Forest had four, and Warm Ocean had eight. So if you voted for those, sorry. <laughs> A few things I got here on the end island. A lot of specific stuff. All players begin their exploration on the end, or on the end main island, uh, spawning on a 5x5 obsidian platform inside the island or close enough to throw an ender pearl to reach the island. It does spawn every time at uh, coordinates 100 by 49 by 0, and the player is always facing west. This is a large island made of endstone and is surrounded by void 1,000 blocks in each direction. The main island consists of 10 obsidian spikes or pillars that house the end crystal on top of a single bedrock block, some of which are protected by cage of iron bars. Uh, this is home to the final boss, the Ender Dragon. Once the Ender Dragon is defeated, a portal is opened in the center of the island along with a dragon egg, and one of 20 end gates will be opened along the edge of the island. It's also crawling with Endermen, so remember that. Yeah. Trying to create a better version of this island, you really can't do that without changing the end fight. I mean, because that's what this whole island's really for, if you think about it. It's a battleground. Exactly. And that's what made it kind of hard and kind of easy at the same time, because I could change a lot on this end island. But at the same time, I have to remember it's, like you said, it's a battleground. It's not meant to be pretty and walk through and explored. It's meant to be fought on. And you don't want a player tripping over stuff while trying to fight an Ender Dragon, especially with the amount of Endermen that are just everywhere. Yeah, that's like the main obstacle <laughs> are those Endermen. Yeah, I don't think people fear the dragon. I think people fear the Endermen while trying to fight the dragon. Mm-hmm. Most come in with a pumpkin on their head, which distorts the image. Yeah. But they'd rather do that than mess with those Endermen. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, that's kind of the downfall of the dragon fight. It's not so much how basic the dragon fight is. It's the fact that you're not scared of the dragon. You're scared of the Endermen. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of crock. There was a word I had to add onto the end of it that's American slang, but I Carl says I'm not allowed to say that word, so. <laughs> Croc, this wasn't meant to be you personally. I think Jimbo knows what word I'm trying to say. Yep, I know what word it is. <laughs> yeah. So the way I would fix it is get rid of the pillars somewhat. I would rather have what I would call end ruins surrounding the pillars. So think a lot like uh, the procedurally generated bastions. Mm-hmm. So each pillar would be a bit more spread out. Maybe not as many pillars, because now you have these bastions around it or end ruins that are protecting the thing. So yeah, if you're good enough with your bow, you still can just kind of stand in the middle and shoot and fire and stuff. But some of the other stuff I want to do kind of takes... To me, what made the dragon fight kind of easy is that you always knew the dragon was coming back to the center to rest, right? Mm -hmm. Every single time. That's what it would do. So my new plan is after you take out the crystals, you have to take out at least one crystal before the dragon starts to land. And whenever you take out a crystal, the dragon will land and rest in one of the old crystal spots. So now you have to work your way through these uh, end ruins to get up to the dragon to attack it with its sword. Okay. 
the more crystals you take out, the more likely that dragon is to find a different spot to land and rest. So they're not always coming back to the center. So you can't just chill out at the center Yeah. the entire time. You got to be moving. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I don't want a ton of Endermen anymore. Make, make Endermen not spawn as much. But in exchange for that, at the base of the End Ruins, Shulkler or two. Just saying. Mm. That would make it a little bit harder. And if you use it correctly, it actually would probably make it a little bit easier. Yeah. On some of those taller pillars, have a Shulker shoot you. Now you're floating up, right? Yep. That's what I was thinking. That, that could be used to your advantage. And it would bring some, ch- some welcome changes to the fight. It's not the same basic fight over and over again. Now you're not worried so much about Enderman. You're worried about manipulating a shulker to shoot you to make the fight a little bit easier. But now as you progress through the fight, it doesn't exactly become easier because the dragon is randomizing where they land for the fight. Yeah, to anticipate where they're going to land every time Mm -hmm. does make it a little bit easier. That would definitely mix it up a bit. Mm -hmm. Like even if it wasn't like a bastion type of pillar, if he would have to, you know, stationary land on just the pillars itself would make it a little more difficult. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't think you could change that end fight without changing some of the pillars. And I think like an obstacle like that would be a lot more fun. Well, think about it. If they landed on just the pillars themselves, that's a really tall area with a very short amount of time to get up there to attack the... That's why I was going for maybe shorter pillars that have these end ruins around them. So now it's kind of a little bit of a parkour to get up to attacking yeah. the end dragon. And I'm not talking about some of these hardcore parkour speed runs that these guys do. Uh, just a little bit of hopping around to find the right pathway. You have to do that in Bastions now anyways. They're not all 100% complete. Mm-hmm. So it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Yeah. Ruins is the main word there. It's a little ruin. Yeah. Ruins. And you can always still pillar up the side. I'm sure. Exactly. So you, you're still not losing that if you don't want to lose that. Mm-hmm. I can see it in my head. Yeah. Uh, to me, this this felt like a very good fight mm-hmm. in my brain. It was a way to make it interesting without changing the mechanics of the fight so much that old players couldn't figure out how to beat the dragon. Mm-hmm. It's the same mechanics except for the dragon doesn't land in the center. And now instead of having to constantly worry about Endermen, you have to play the pillars or end ruins in a different kind of way than you normally would. Because as of right now, what do you do? You run to the pillar, you throw your water bucket down, you pillar up, you blow up the end crystal, you land in your water, you go to the next one, maybe you shoot a couple times trying to hit the dragon or hit an end crystal in the distance, and you just keep doing it over and over and over again. Yeah, it's the same fight. Same fight. Yep, you do it once, you do it every time. That wouldn't mix it up. Yeah. Now, I don't know for sure if this would make the fight harder or if it would make it easier because you're not having to pillar up such great distances to blow the end crystal. But if the end crystal was hidden inside of one of these ruins instead of out in the open, then you couldn't shoot it from a distance. You actually had to go inside. Okay. Yeah, I guess it wouldn't be too hidden either because you could see it healing the dragon, be able to pinpoint where it's at. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. So one of the few last ideas I had was, obviously, we need some kind of grass or vegetation of some sort. Now, I do understand that this is a battlefield, at least this island. Remember, we're just talking about the main island. We're not talking about the end in general. 
So I'd like a little bit of grass and vegetation. I get where having a lot wouldn't make sense because the dragon would just blow it up with its little uh, magic bomb. And now we've got all these particles and entities everywhere <laughs> creating lag. Mm -hmm. And I really couldn't think of anything. I would think a cyan color. No, because we have that in the nether now. I really just don't want purple again. I don't like the purple color in the nether. It Or not nether, in the end. It really only goes well with one thing. And that's the problem. Right. Yeah, and uh, in the Discord, we do have big discussion on the end island. A lot of it's mm -hmm. changing the look, you know, and it's kind of hard to talk about. I mean, it, I, I do like the idea of your obstacle pillars. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the best way to go. One suggestion I see here that I thought was really interesting, it's by Rebel JC. He mentioned that every mob in the end, even the fruit that you eat, it allows you to teleport, and all the mobs teleport. Mm -hmm. Maybe the dragon should teleport here and there to throw you off a bit. I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm trying to think. Yeah. The problem is most of the mobs teleport when under attack, mm -hmm. and obviously you're attacking the dragon the entire time. You don't want a perch dragon to teleport. Yeah. That, that stinks, especially if you have to parkour your way up to the dragon in my method. Mm-hmm. If it was just the normal fight, adding the teleporting feature probably wouldn't be as bad. It could work a little bit. Um, the dragon already has the ability to fly through pillars and the island itself. Right. Doesn't take any hit markers for that. My only worry is it would teleport somewhere and you wouldn't be able to find it for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it probably needs a little bit of balance, but he did bring up a good point with the teleporting. Yeah. I did have one last random thought. Uh, so we have the skulk sensors, right? Taking advantage of sound. Mm -hmm. And I kind of want to play off that. So chorus fruit, we know if you eat them, they teleport you, right? Yeah. I want to get rid of that. I don't want chorus fruits to teleport you anymore when you eat them. I want them to be actual fruit you can physically eat and not have to worry about that. So it becomes an actual food source instead of this gimmicky food source. And in replacing that, I want to create an end flower. Kind of looks like a sunflower, but maybe purple. Because, you know, that's what everything in the end is, is purple and yellow. Mm -hmm. But it's going to use this whole skulk sound thing, except I want it to be considered force. Using the same mechanics they have in introducing sound, because obviously a running sound and a walking sound are two different uh, sound wave files, right? Like one's a five and the other's a two. Mm -hmm. So I want this to think of it as force. Because like I said, all the mobs in the end teleport when under attack, right? When there is a force attacking them, boom, they teleport. So this flower has the ability when under attack to teleport the thing attacking it. Ooh, okay. So if, if you run at the flower, poof, it sends you away. Obviously, it wouldn't be a great distance. Probably about the same distance as a chorus fruit. Mm -hmm. If you punch the flower, poof, gone. The flower would be gone? No, you would be. You, you'd oh, poof. Okay. You disappeared. That's this flower's defense. Oh, okay. You can't attack this flower. It, it, would, it would make you jump around. All right. I thought you meant if you get close to it and it would sense it. You would have to sneak up on it. So even if you snuck up on it and you got right next to it, if you touch this flower, poof, it teleports you because it thinks you're attacking it. So the only way to pluck this flower would be to put like a water bucket next to it. Oh, there you go. Piston, maybe. 
and then it would turn it into an item. So kind of taking advantage of the new sound mechanics, but calling it something different, giving some cool new, because I really like the idea of coarse fruit. It's just that they're not a useful food because they teleport you around. So taking that teleportation idea and putting it somewhere else that could kind of be cool and adding new vegetation to the game, I think that's really cool. But it doesn't really work on the main end island, but that was a random thought I had for the end. Yeah, probably probably wouldn't go so great there. Yeah, no. <laughs> in the middle of a fight where things are exploding, you'd just be like, poof, 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 <laughs> flying around the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to get anywhere mm-hmm. or everywhere at the same time. <laughs> and I mean, you could do it where like maybe a blossomed version of the flower. So if you were to punch the sunflower looking one, Maybe it would teleport you to the nearest blossomed, like lily pad looking version of one. So then you could control your teleporting. That would be even crazier. Okay. But these are all just spitball ideas that I don't even know if they make any sense in the game whatsoever. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't think like the skulk sensor would be a thing, you know, censoring movement and stuff. (laughs) This is true. You asked me six months ago if Minecraft would learn how to listen to to you walking around and i'd be like no mm-hmm. yeah so anything's possible actually it'd probably be further than six months away because that's when minecon was <laughs> so ask me two years ago <laughs> yeah teleporting is definitely a thing in the end mm-hmm. i feel like if they brought more mobs and more like you said vegetation mm-hmm. maybe a plant they would probably in- implement the teleporting again i mean how cool would it be if you fell off an end city and you landed right on one of these flowers and you just Poof, and it moves you three three blocks over, and you didn't take any damage because you teleported. Right. Yeah, that'd be devastating. <laughs> uh, but that's kind of it for bending Minecraft. That's all I got. You got anything? Uh, no. I, I I mean anything to change it up a bit. Yeah. I mean we do have. It's been like that since the end started. Yeah. It's looked the same way. Yeah. I was thinking maybe some crying obsidian blended in with the obsidian pillars. That'd be cool. I do like the idea of a you know obstacle pillar better Mm -hmm. yeah that's pretty much all i was thinking well we do have one more question from our discord that i wanted to ask before we wrap up and this one comes from rebel jc but they're saying the question was inspired by croc and they're asking is minecraft too easy if so how would you make it more difficult see i think uh what they give you like the elytra and this op armor Mm -hmm. makes it easy you know, and if you if you want to mix it up, uh, just use less armor. Use worse tools, worse uh, I don't know equipment, weapons, weapons. Why couldn't I think of that word? That's exactly the word I was thinking of. Because <laughs> it's ten a.m. Right. That's probably it. Yeah, I think if you just ground downgrade yourself and go into the fight, would make it more difficult. You don't have to fight the dragon in OP armor. You know, you can go in there. Mm-hmm. with iron or even gold or chain mail to mix it up a bit. Yeah, uh, same way. I don't think it's too difficult or too easy right now, um, but we play on hard mode, and that tends to kind of have mob swarming as a thing. Mm-hmm. And like Jimbo said, if you want to be more difficult, don't wear netherite armor, don't wear diamond armor, don't use diamond tools and stuff. Keep the elytra at home. Yeah, keep your elytra at home. Heck, if you want to use your elytra, use explosive rockets so you your butt gets a little crackle mm-hmm. while flying. Yeah, be creative. And like you said, there's different modes. 
you can play it on easy, you can play it on hard, hardcore. Yeah. To really make, you know, up the difficulty. Mm-hmm. That's the way I'd think about it. It's not too far out there. I'm really happy where it is. The only thing I would comment on is I'd like to be able to customize armor a bit more than we're, than we're able to. I know that's kind of a hard thing to implement, so I'm not really griping too much, but I'd like diamond armor to have a different ability. Uh, we all know gold moves quicker, but deteriorates easier. But outside of that, I think now we have leather armor keeping you from freezing. Well, what if I made netherite armor wrapped in leather? Mm. I mean, that's like those are the kind of things I'd like to have. Yeah. So again, I'm not carrying around multiple sets of armor, but I'm now taking advantage of knowing that leather keeps me from freezing and freezing temperatures and stuff like that. And possibly to balance it out could slow your movement a little bit because you have two types of armor. Yeah, it's a little bit heavier. Mm-hmm. Though he can, you know, Steve is an absolute animal Hulk, <laughs> you know. Yeah. He can carry around millions of pounds of diamonds, but that armor would slow him down a little bit. Mm-hmm. To me, I just remember when I first started playing this game, my armor bar was all the way up all the time. Like, maxed out armor all the time. Couldn't be killed. I was a tank. Nowadays, I'm sitting at, like, less than half with the way the armor setups are. And, heck, I died yesterday uh, going and helping Para fend off some hoglins. Luckily, I had a totem of them dying in my offhand. I died the other day, too. Oh, it's uh, me flying around building that tower. I hit things. I hit things too often. Yeah. Yeah. And then I ender pearl, and that takes a little health away. So mm-hmm. didn't see that coming, and took my last strike. Mm. Yeah, I've always toyed with the idea of just wearing less armor as a way um, to do it. I was gonna do that this season until I realized I had to wear gold to keep piglins from attacking me, which I still kind of find stupid. But it is what it is. So wearing the gold boots just didn't offer enough protection. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I guess I'll wear netherite pants and a helmet too, just to make sure I have a little bit of protection. But that puts me back into, I'm basically wearing full sets of armor again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If hard mode's too easy for you, go to hardcore mode. Yeah, try not to die. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't like hardcore mode because of the you're dead, you lose your world type aspect. Yeah. Granted, I think you can always switch that off. Like when you die, you switch it off and then you can continue playing on the same world. Yeah, I think it's more of like a, content creation thing mm-hmm. like i'm gonna see how far i can go and record it at least that's the way i would do it i think there's a way you can just turn off health regen period so then you could get the effect of hardcore without worrying about losing a world when you die okay yeah i didn't know you can do that that would help i'm sure there's a data pack out there that does it yeah data packs that too mm-hmm. can help uh you know the difficulty yeah uh but i think that's gonna do it for today's show before i have jimbo read us out I want to say a huge thank you to all of our patrons who are supporting our show. Our milk level patrons are Omni, Chief Big Bear, Croc, Firestar, Fragile Rock, Obeep, Stonefigure, Vipers, Tuna, and YTYT. If you too would like to get access to exclusive benefits and hours of extra content each month, please consider joining at patreon.com slash the withering effect. And if you like the show, you can share with all of your friends and on social media. If you listen on Spotify, follow us. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice review. Doing any of these really helps the show reach more listeners. If you would like to get in contact with us, send an email to podcast at thewitheringeffect.com 
tweet us, leave a voice message, or join our Discord where you can have a chat with everyone who works on the show and fellow listeners. All the links will be in the show notes. This show has been brought to you by Jimbo and myself, but also our general producer, Carl. He helps make sure the show ends up where it should be. The amazing music you hear in the intro and outro is created by the one and only Decoy, and everyone's social media info can be found down in the show notes. You guys have been awesome, as always. Thank you so much for getting with us. You should probably go drink your milk now. Bye. See you guys. Duds, duds, we gotta stop. Why? We gotta stop. I'm gonna poop my pants. Okay. Okay, stop.